welcome to Popping Your Cherry with Mary Carey. I'm Mary Carey, joined by Matt, my producer. Hey! And friend, now my pierogi friend. I'm going to call you my pierogi friend. I accept that. Okay, because you're in Philly where the pierogies are. I'll bring some pierogies when I come to visit (laughs) in Florida. (laughs) Yes, for our slumber party, because the guests, we're going to have our slumber party. Our guest today, Rubber Doll, who is a huge fetish model, she lives here, so she'll be at our slumber party with Megan, you know, this is going to be fun. We'll have a good time. And Rubber Doll is, she's like I said, she's an international fetish model. She is one of the top feature entertainers. Actually, I mean, she is. She's, I would consider her, to be honest, like that top feature entertainer because she is really an entertainer. You know, a lot of us, myself included, that feature dance, we kind of just like wear like a little schoolgirl outfit and like dance around, which I still think I've got some good stage presence and good dance moves. But like, I couldn't, if I was on a stage at House of Blues, we'd have to orchestrate. I'd have to get some big thing together. My show couldn't just go on stage. Whereas Rubber Doll, her shows, you know, if anyone ever gets a chance to see her at a club that she's at, you, you have to because she, it's, it's just, um, it's like a real show with, she uses like a grinder and she has like strap-ons and uses a grinder on the dildos. She's got like squirting, like penises. She's just got it all, you know, lights, lights, like Covers herself in LED lights. Uh, just very elaborate. I don't, you know, I guess check it out on her Instagram, right? Yeah, it's, it's I was of, not familiar with her until yeah. you had, because that's just not really my world. Yeah. Looking at some of her stuff on Instagram, I was really blown away by, mm-hmm. for lack of a better word, like the production value yes. of, of the like performance. It's a real show. It is. It's, like, it's like a legitimate, almost like a Vegas style show. Yes. Uh, that she's doing, but with a fetish lean. And I guess this would be a good time as any to also mention the, the first couple episodes have been, uh, you know, we curse and everything, but they've been kind of PG yeah. 13 in, in their content yeah. a little bit. This is going to be a little bit of a harder, ep- uh, harder edge episode. <laughs> so just, yeah. just a heads up on that. We get into some, some fetish conversation. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so. It's interesting, right? Cause I don't know much about the fetish world. So all the stuff she talks about stuff, I didn't, you know, until I became friends with her, I didn't know this stuff, you know? it's like a whole different world that she was in and you know besides all the you know the fetish stuff she has her only fans page I, I think everything's just at rubber doll she's gonna be touring house of blues hopefully very soon and i mean she's just just tons of stuff so just follow her on instagram to find out everything about rubber doll and then i guess listen to our podcast right now with rubber doll Coffee makes me want coffee. Okay. I am so excited, Matt, because right now we are being joined by one of my like best friends ever. Oh, thank you. She's gorgeous. She does amazing shows, and I love her so much. Welcome, Rubber Doll. Thank you for having me, Mary. I'm so Hello, excited. Matt. Hello. <laughs> well, I definitely want to get into so the show is all about first. But really quickly, before we do that, I just want to talk about your show that you did in Dallas. So she she's that- not a normal feature dancer, by the way. She is a like big burlesque, crazy show, like almost the shows are too big for strip clubs. So seeing that she did it on the House of Blues stage, she performed at the House of Blues, Matt, in front of 1,800 people, was it? Yeah. 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 Huge stage. I mean, that was like- I, I was mean, a headliner. Oh, 
Yeah. Yeah, You know, I have done big events before, but I was just trying to remember the last time I did something to this level. I've been in competitions before in Vegas. Mm -hmm. I've I've done, you know, many different things. I don't, you know, maybe it was like a thousand, but never to this 1800 where I was the headliner. I was blown. I'm still blown away by the whole thing. Uh, It was probably the first time that I have ever been this blown away, this nervous after doing it this many years, it was really, and then now I did so well and they sold out, which they're going to take this show to the rest of the house of blues, New Orleans. They're going to take it out, you know, to all the house of blues. They're going to take over and they're going to try to sell out. They're going to take me on the road. So oh this is just the beginning of something really good. Hopefully I'm crossing my fingers. I think it's good because I think your show's really, the first time I ever saw her perform, Matt, was for an Exotic Dancer Awards convention. I had never met her. Which was kind of my first one. Yeah. This it was, was like, my two, first one. Yeah. Was it, it was 2012 and it was a big stage. And I remember I had just walked out to get a drink and I was coming in for my drink when you were going on stage. And I remember everyone around us, we were just like, I mean, I had never seen like a feature or anyone do a show like what she was doing on the stage. And I really think your shows work best on a big stage like that. You know, what about definitely, definitely. That's where your yeah. shows belong. What about on the background? I noticed on the video, it had like rubber doll going across the screen. Did they do yeah. that? Like- yeah. Well, this was a whole other level of anything that I've ever done. Yeah. This was something like if you went to kind of like a high-end Vegas show. That's yeah. what this was. This was, they had assigned a seating on the top. They had VIP areas where it was like a real VIP closed with a booth. Very elaborate. You know, House of Blues really, they really set the bar as far as what they want their venue to look like. And then they had admission, like a like free-range admission on the bottom mm. where you could look up. Yeah. It, it's just it's set up it's a concert venue so it's set up uh in a certain way but this was the very first time that i had ever done something to this magnitude of professionalism and to to think that I'm, we're gonna take this on the road is just i i can't wait i really can't I'm, I'm just so excited and i was very very nervous going into this because i wanted to do a, such a great job but now I'm just like full of excitement because I know it's coming. I'm not I'm not as nervous anymore. When I look at you on stage, it reminds me of Jennifer Lopez has this walk she does like when she's trying to like kind of get across she the stage. Struts, and she struts. She struts. And so it, whenever she's on this, whenever Robert all is on stage, especially when you're in that like one red rubber like bodysuit, the full Right, right, one, right, right. So that's an old show you're talking about. But yeah. It does remind me so much of JLo's. So I'm like, I can imagine seeing you on this big stage. It looks like a, that's what it looks like, like a Jennifer Lopez concert. Yeah, me. yeah. Just like a Vegas show. That's, that's really, and I, a lot of people do come up to me and they're like, your show looks like it belongs in Vegas. And I'm like, you know that. I don't necessarily have to be in Vegas, but I'm, I've been looking for a, somebody that would take me in that yeah. would give me the opportunity to headline something like this, like the House of Blues, just touring yeah. with all the House of Blues. This is what I've been looking for all my life. And finally, yeah. I feel like I'm there. I, like I've worked my way up, you know, to the point where I have really good magic tricks. I have really good, because that's part of it, magic yeah. tricks that I do. And good outfits. I mean, you've seen my outfits. Oh my gosh, yeah. I have a brand new show that's like that devil-looking one, Medusa. 
So yeah, it's a whole other level. It's a whole other level. You know, it's something that I'm very, very excited. I think it's funny, Matt, when she puts her shows together, because every single time you come up with a new costume, I feel like I'll even show, like I'll show uh, like my husband and stuff. I'll be like, oh my gosh. Like, cause you're always outdoing yourself. And I'm yeah. like, okay, I don't know what else she can do at this point. Like I at know. first it started with the LED lights and then it moved to the head. And then it's, you know, I'm like, what else can you do? Yeah. I'm always trying to get to do the yourself. next level. Yeah. I'll do myself. You know, I have a lot of anxiety trying to think I'm, I'm already, I just finished doing that outfit. And I'm already thinking like, how am I going? <laughs> you know, you'll Google like who could have an yeah. outfit. You can't, you can't buy an outfit like that. You just yeah. can't. You have to kind of it's so difficult, you know? It's really, really difficult. I'm part of the show. So if you start traveling a House of Blues, we'll put me in a rubber outfit and I'll just kind of like <laughs> hang out on the side of the stage and maybe we could, you know, I want to go, I want to do a show with you. I want to go on the road with you again. Her and I have so much fun, Matt. We've had some crazy adventures. That's the- for sure. Do you remember the first time that we did our first gig together? You know what? That was oh, yeah, Matt. So it was in St. Louis and it was my first time oh going. Oh my on. God. Now I remember. My this first time going without my husband at the time. So I was like so excited because I was going alone. I was going to, I've never had featured on the road with like another girl. So I was so excited. And so I started and I was in first class because that was my obsession with my flying. So I drank. <laughs> Just and- like me. <laughs> It's obsessive once you do it. But like, so of course you got to take advantage of the free drinks. And I was so excited to see her, but I was also like really drunk by the time I got there. And then we um, stopped and got some wine because she got in before me. And then the hotel had no way to open it. <laughs> you went into the kitchen and she opened a bottle of wine with a butter knife that we stole. Well, they wouldn't, they wouldn't give us, uh, you know, a screwdriver, you know, they wouldn't give us a no, screwdriver. <laughs> wine opener, yeah. <laughs> I feel like I'm drunk. <laughs> I think they knew that we were going to be troubled, you know? So they were like, oh, we? We don't have a bottle opener. <laughs> and they have a full kitchen. Yeah. So we sneaked in there and in the dark. Yeah. And then as we went back to the room and apparently, you know, anyone who drinks with me, which is why I can't drink. That was, and that She's was the- my first time ever experiencing anything like this. <laughs> I mean, at the time she drank one glass, Matt, I drank like a bottle and a half. <laughs> so by the time I went for my second drink, the bo- both bottles were completely empty. And I'm really glad that I have never actually met Drunk Mary. <laughs> to be honest, Drunk Mary, as you, you know, ruins a lot of relationships with me, for me with people, with strip clubs. I mean, that's how I really realized my drinking was an issue. When you're getting in trouble at strip clubs, they're pretty lenient, you know? <laughs> but when you get in trouble at strip clubs because of your drinking, then you know, because they'll, they'll put up with some, they put up, they put up with a level of alcohol. But I was at a whole other level. And she saw me, like, so I didn't remember what happened. But she wow. said, she told me I face planted, which sounds she, like me too. She, she dropped on the floor, like on her face. And I thought for sure that she was dead. <laughs> I thought for sure, like, she's dead. She almost hit the, the corner of the bed. Oh my God, it's so scary. And she was fine. I mean, when I looked at her, she was, I picked her up and she just like smiled at me. And I'm like, okay, I guess she's not dead. <laughs> oh my gosh. And then Matt, you know what happened to us? We video interviews the next day and some guy, the, the guy they assigned to drive us around 
was on drugs or drunk or something. Because and he had a pregnant girl too. Not with him. He had a pregnant girl. Which was one though. of the dancers? I guess so. I don't know. Because you're the one who picked up on you picked up on the pregnancy thing. Because I was pretty hungover. We had to pull over a couple of times on the side of the road for me to throw up. But then he was like, I was like, we're so hungry. And so he took us. He didn't usually a club will be like, what do you want to eat? And they sit with you. Next thing we know, he took us and just dropped us off at a cracker barrel and was like, I'll be back. No, not telling us when, like nothing. So we went and played checkers. But he was trying to get rid of us. Yeah, he didn't want us around. He didn't want to get rid of us. And I almost, what happened was that this was not his girlfriend. This was like yeah, his love. Right. Yeah. He had like a wife, I think. And this was his side chick that he had gotten pregnant. And he was trying to get rid of us. Like we like were responsible. He was take, like, taking care of us because that's what was our security. Yeah. Uh, for being on the road. And that's what it turned out to be. And it was just yeah. the weirdest thing how he threw us there. But yeah, you know, and then we found out that he was on heavy drugs. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I've had a lot of situations, uh, you know, having people, unfortunately, I didn't know that they were drunk or on drugs. Yeah. And they driving us. That's really scary. Yeah, no, it's true. Overall, though, this was a great first first time with you, though. And now I think we're ready to talk about some other first times. I know, we'll get to the other first. Okay, well, now we're going to get to the beginning of your first questions. Although, technically, you just answered a first, you know, the okay. first time we met. What's the first day of your life that you remember? You know what? I don't know why. I think it's because I'm, I'm very well off now Yeah, compared to how my parents, my parents, uh, mm-hmm. you know, they were from Cuba. And then from Cuba, they moved to California and they had basically no money. They had two kids. They had to leave everything behind. They came with nothing, like the clothes that they were wearing. Church helped them come here, but they had to go over there to California. They arrived with no money, nothing. My parents decided to come here to Florida. This is kind of sad, but it's just the truth. It's just like how I live my life. I remember, I just remember thinking, wow, this is a really small house for everyone that lives here. Yeah. I was like, surprise, motherfucker, I'm here. And they didn't know that they were yeah. that my mom was pregnant yeah. until she arrived here. And then all of a sudden, uh, we were in this small house. It was five of us in two wow. rooms. So yeah. I just remember thinking like, wow, this is a really small house. And I just remember <laughs> thinking, I can't wait till I'm older and rich. <laughs> That's what I could think of. It happened. Yeah. So yeah, I just yeah. remember that. And, and <laughs> I feel like now that I've really made it, you know, I feel yeah. that I, I reflect on that a lot. Like it's my first memory. And then when I was little, when I remember thinking that and I got out of that hellhole and now mm-hmm. I'm here. Yeah. I think it's one of the reasons because I consider you to be probably one of the hardest workers I mean I've ever met. I would probably say like you and Lisa Ann are two of the hardest working people that I've yeah. ever been friends with. Yeah. And I think that because you grew up like that, maybe it made you a hundred percent. But some people grow up like you. It's either they they work hard and they achieve and go on like that, or they get stuck in that the way they were living. So it goes yeah. both. You know, but you, yeah, I think it's because you're just the hardest. But it's a hundred percent. I just remember thinking I have to work really, really, really hard for me to achieve what I want and living a comfortable life. Because I remember thinking like uh, there was very little food. Uh, There was food, but there was very little food. I was very, very thin. And the money that they would give me for like lunch, which was like 50 Mm -hmm. cents, I would save that money. Mm -hmm. It was just like a very bizarre situation. 
it's not that my parents were bad parents. They were just oh, poor. Exactly. <laughs> they were just poor. They had just escaped. And they were both working. Another, yeah. you know, another situation that I faced uh, growing up was I was alone most of my childhood because they were both working. Yeah. And and that's what happens in, in yeah. situations like myself. You know, you have good parents, but they're both working. And then the child is basically alone the whole time. So that was a that was a weird situation growing up. It really explains a lot of things. Why you're so good at like doing things on your own. Like I'm a helpless. I don't know how to do anything. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's why you are like you are. Which yeah, is a good thing. I, I, I yeah. hope. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. I turned out like this. <laughs> I think it's good though. What's your, do you remember your first day of school, whether it be elementary school or first day of high school? Or... I remember, well, I do remember could have been the first day of elementary uh, crying because <laughs> oh, <laughs> oh, I, yeah. I didn't like school. That was something okay. I did. I never liked school. Okay. Yeah. yeah. I never, ever liked school. I hated school. I hated it. I always wanted to be one of the, I would look at like a friends of mine uh, mm-hmm. and I always wanted to like, wow, how do they do it? Why do they like this? I hated school. It was not my thing. I was always like a more art, always an artist. Yeah. I should have gone yeah. to like, I wish I could have, they would have been, you know, now they have like art schools, you know, like mm-hmm. for kids that are into like performing arts and stuff like that. And they put them all together. Like that totally would have been me, you know, but they, that, yeah. that didn't exist back then. Then I went to college and, and then that's when I realized like, this just isn't for me. Like I'm yeah. wasting my money because I would pay everything cash, you know, to go yeah. to school because I didn't want to have a debt, you know. Mm-hmm. I just remember thinking, this is just not for me. There's another first, which is, I believe, one of the other questions, my first job. <laughs> oh, yes, it is one of yours. So my first job, do you know what it is? Kentucky Fried Chicken. How do you right? know that? Who told me? <laughs> I never, you know, I don't think I've ever told that to anyone. I guess I told you. I was working at KFC. I can't picture okay. that. <laughs> and at the same time, starting, you know, college. Yeah. And these two things, I mean, my life was so miserable by then. <laughs> I was like, there has to be a better way. What does my future look like? You know, oh, gosh, I hate yeah. school and I hate my job. <laughs> like, you really start thinking, like, what am I going to do? What did you, what were you, when you were going to KFC, did you do your makeup? Like, I picture you always having really good makeup at a young age. Uh, no, not a lot. Not okay. a, I, I was, uh, I put a little bit of makeup. Yeah. I was, uh, I was very, very pretty. And I had actually, this is kind of weird. I would have fans that would come. Oh my God. Uh, and they would pretend like they were buying chicken. But it was to uh, like talk to me, you know, and they would give me their phone number. They would try to go out with me. I think I went out maybe with one or two of them. I would always put like tight clothes because I had a nice body. Oh, you yeah. know, I was very young. Yeah. I was only 16 years old. You yeah. know, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And it's... I was a little I was, you know, I was not goth because the goth came a okay. little bit like, gothic, you know, yeah, yeah. came a little bit after first I was kind of like an alternative kid, you know, yeah. I wouldn't put mm-hmm. the black lipstick there because yeah. that's kind of scary for KFC but, you know <laughs> I would probably put like eyeliner you know I was very alternative you know listening to yeah. Depeche Mode yeah I was looked like I was crazy because that's kind of when it started yeah around there even though it did start like in the 80s you know that whole you know Susie yeah. and the Banshees and stuff like that but when I started doing it in Little Havana in Miami <laughs> in the middle of all these Cubans my mom begged me my mom was like could you just like dress differently please because they would look at me like I was this 
like crazy person, you know, but I, I stuck to it because that's really what I felt like I wanted to look like. And yeah, everyone was against it, but uh, that was just my creativity in my head. Yeah. yeah. One of the things I actually always say about Robert Alta, like if club owners or just people ask me about like her style or her shows, I said, what I always like about it is, you know, some people just it'd be a gimmick. Let me get dressed up in this rubber and be fetish. Like they are doing it, but they don't. It's not their lifestyle. It's not their lifestyle. Whereas you, it's your lifestyle from a young age and you evolve. A hundred percent. It's who I've been since the beginning. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And this is just an extension. I'm just, this is yeah. the same person. Just yeah. I dress better. Where I would buy all my stuff was at thrift stores. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. 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 Picture you too. I picture you finding. You always are so good at doing that too. You find like my jacket that you found me. She found me. Amazing. Backstage. Backstage. You're just good at finding like. You go, see, I'm like, I'm not good at that. I'm just not good at picking up clothes. I'm I'm good at talking. That's about it. (laughs) And you have a very good, uh, vivid memory. Like you could really go back. Like whenever I, I, I'm thinking, well, Mary, when did this happen? You'll, you'll know. I I mean, it's a horror. I mean, I wish I had better talent than that though, but you know, it's true. As long as I was sober, I remember everything. If I've been drinking, boom, can't remember a thing. So that's funny. I always know dates. Like I know when I met you, I can tell you what you know what dates we were and what cities and everything. We talked a little bit about you being at the KFC, you having mm-hmm. your your <laughs> unique fashion, you standing out. You even mentioned that like you kind of went out with a few of the people that came yeah. in. Do you remember who your first boyfriend was? Oh yeah, well, I'm not gonna say his name, but it was it was during high school, like at senior. So I was around between 16 and 17. I used to go. I would sneak in. First of all, my parents wouldn't let me go out because I was too young to go to clubs. So I would have to lie uh, and tell them that I was going to go somewhere else. But in reality, oh, yes, I remember now. I would tell them that I would go to the skating rink, which was Hot Wheels. Have you guys ever heard of Hot Wheels? No. Okay, so there was a famous place here in, in Miami called Hot Wheels. They would let me go to that, but they wouldn't yeah. let me go to club. You had to be, I believe, 18 and over, and I wasn't mm-hmm. 18. I was between 16 and 17. And one of those nights, I met someone, mm. but it didn't happen right away. We started seeing each other, and I would say he was probably like my official boyfriend. We went out for, I want to say, maybe like three or four years. Wow. That's a long time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And we were both into the lifestyle, but it wasn't something that happened like right away. Probably happened like after I met him like months later. Yeah, I was gonna say, do you remember Um, what the first date was then where you felt like it was becoming official? It was very strict because I could only see him really at that time there at that club <laughs> and it was like every week it was like okay mom i'm gonna go uh, to no. hot wheels yeah, your mom just like she loves skating well actually i did but it was very tricky <laughs> it was very very tricky to find someone that could take me all the way to miami beach see i lived in little havana oh my gosh you were going all the way to miami beach at this age well it was only to be honest it was only yeah. like it's only a 15 to 20 minute ride okay. Yeah. But it was kind of hard to find a friend back then that had a car. I didn't have a car till I was, I think, 19. And yeah. this was between 16 and 17. So this yeah. was really complicated, you know. <laughs> and then you have to understand that Cuban parents are very, very strict. Yeah. So even oh having gosh. a boyfriend, even having a boyfriend was, whoa, you know, at 16, 17, you know, it was like, oh, mm-hmm. my God. You know, I had to kind of like hide it. 
that I had a wow. boyfriend in a way. But I don't know. Did they think I was going to be a lesbian? I mean, I don't know. It's so funny. When you said you were going to a skating rink, I just pictured it being one close by your house. I didn't know you were going to one in like South Beach. <laughs> right. So this, this club was called Another World. I had to coordinate somebody else picking me up when in reality, and, and my parents thought that it was going to be like someone's mom, you know, like my friend's mom. But in reality, it was like s- someone that had a car that was going there. So I had to always find someone that was going <laughs> to go already to, yeah. and this was very hard because back then there wasn't texting, there yeah. wasn't the internet, True. you know, there was no internet. This was very hard to achieve. <laughs> you were doing it on like a landline phone. Like you, and know, you like- had to pay and you had to pay extra. Like if you didn't have, cause it was 18 and over and I was between 16 and 17. Yeah. You would have to pay the guy at the front extra, like an extra $20, which I, I mean, I was broke. I mean, I was working at 16. Yeah. But I was making like a dollar 50 an hour. So for me, giving the guy another twenty dollars—that was like my whole paycheck. Yeah, that was twenty hours of work. <laughs> to go to the club just to get just to get in, and I just wanted, yeah, I just wanted to get in and uh, just listen to the music, and yeah, and it's funny because I still go to these clubs till this day. Really? Well, you know, the alternative clubs and fetish clubs are very, very, very similar. Yeah. Hmm. I've never been to one of these clubs. I want to go. Yeah, you should go to a fetish party. Yeah. I need to go with you. Well, maybe when you go on the road with the House of Blues stuff, I can come out. I'll use my American Miles and I'll go with you. And even if you don't dress me in rubber and stick me on the side of the stage, I could just go. Is there a House of Blues here in Florida? That's what I was thinking. I bet you in Orlando. Yeah, there is one in Orlando. It's in Disney, though, so I don't know. There is. Oh, I don't think that would happen yeah. there. It's <laughs> in Disney. In there. I think it is. It's oh, in, it's well, in Disney yeah. Springs. It's in their like side oh. side spot. Because when Damn I went it. to Disney World, I know that my family ate at House of Blues at least once. So the guy, your first boyfriend that you met at this mm-hmm. club, was he also your first kiss, or did you get your first kiss before that? Oh no, before that, I was <laughs> before that, but it was so silly. I almost broke the guy's. Uh, teeth because I was like I don't know I did not know what I was doing at all like, yeah. I didn't understand that I was yeah. probably like 13 or 14 that was uh that was just a bad experience it was nothing like sexual about it it was just very awkward very awkward so I don't even know if that's considered anything that was not an enjoyable moment it was more like regrettable because I almost broke the guy's front teeth so, okay, I need to know how, so that you just went in with such <laughs> intensity? I guess so. I guess I was, uh, <laughs> it was just so nervous. Uh, and I was like, well, what is this all about? And I guess I just like, I don't remember that well, but I just remember I almost, and then he made fun of me for that for years. Oof. So I think that that's why I regretted it so much. Yeah. Oh. yeah. And I think oh. that maybe it was that first experience that made me like hesitant for so many mm. years, you know, yeah. it's just like, I'm not doing that again. You know, <laughs> that was just not good. If I'm going to be made fun of, you know, yeah. what was your first concert you went to? Okay. So this is a tricky, this is a tricky question because I'm very into concerts. However, exactly. however, okay. So, okay. So I used to go to Hot Wheels a lot, uh, okay. 13, 14, 15, around there. And they used to, back then in the 80s, they had concerts there. Now, I don't know if that's considered, like Stevie B. Have you ever heard of Stevie B? Oh, no. no, Maybe. Oh, really? That kind of music. All these bands, right? And yeah. they would perform at Hot Wheels, right? 
Okay. I don't really in the middle, but yeah. I don't really believe that that is considered my first concert. I mean, like yeah. this, it was a concert, but not okay. But my official concert mm-hmm. was uh, a band that I really like to this day, and uh, it's the Pet Shop Boys. Oh, nice! That oh. concert for me was my first concert that I could remember. That was so amazing. They it was very theatrical. Yeah, it was. Oh my god, just mind blowing, mind blowing. And then they, uh, you know, they got kind of unpopular. I mean, people know who they are to this yeah. day, but they're kind of like you know unpopular. I mean, if they were to go on concert again, I would, I would definitely go see them. I was into a, a variety, you know. And then when I started listening to alternative music, like you know, what's considered Cure and Depeche Mode and Pet Shop Boys, I got more into uh, goth, which is like Susie, Sisters of Mercy. I don't know. know. <laughs> she knows. Well, the- that's... No, I want to learn this Yeah, stuff. I'm following it. Yeah. I, I get what she's talking about. And then I told totally goth, because the goth scene here was so strong. So then I started mm. dressing goth, and then from goth, I went... Uh, the fetish scene started coming in here in Florida, in Miami, that become I, I they said, well, you could go dress goth to the fetish clubs. So I went dress goth, and then that was my my very first fetish. And this is something that a lot of people want to know. My very, very, very first fetish event that I discovered. Whoa! Well, this yeah. is it. This is what I've been yeah. looking for. Yeah. The number, and I remember that day very, very well. That night, and it was a night that they said the flyer said you could come dressed in in gothic clothing. Mm-hmm. I said, okay, well, I'll give this a try. And walking in, it was insane what I saw. You know, I saw people kind of in a very sexual way, slapping each other's ass, using all this fetish equipment. I saw, it was my first show that I saw like on the side, I remember. That went kind of weird. (laughs) And I didn't really like that part, but I liked everything else that was happening. And I remember thinking like, wow, this is what I've been looking for. There's still, it's got a gothic, but it's this fetish thing that I'm, I'm experiencing. I really like this. So I threw away all, I didn't throw them away. I sold all of my dresses, my Gothic dresses that I had made from Goodwill. I would make them look Gothic. I sold those and I started buying fetish outfits. And then that's how it started with my whole fetish persona. Wow. And that's how my fetish persona started. It was that day. What was the first fetish outfit that you remember? You know, the first one you ever wore when you like, you know, sold the goth stuff. It was kind of a transition because goth and fetish are, are they they are so tight, you know, mm-hmm. that I started wearing a lot of PVC. Okay. PV, I remember buying this PVC dress. Um, and I remember uh, I started dressing a little bit from goth. I started dressing a little bit more punk, which was like leather mini skirts, the leather boots, the leather tops with spikes. So, and then that kind of like, I was rocking back and forth. And then I started, I bought, and my first latex outfit, I believe was like this leotard with a hole in the middle by skin to the designer mm. was skin to had a hole with a little skirt. I actually have a picture of it. I looked 
amazing in it. I want to see pictures. Next time I see you, will you show me yeah. some pictures? Of- <laughs> yeah. I'll, I'll I just have to come over there because that way you don't have to bring them to me. You know? <laughs> I want to see all these pictures. But I looked very cute, you know. Yeah, I'm sure you did. It was it was a very cute outfit. I remember it was a very expensive. <laughs> <laughs> it was very expensive because latex is very expensive. Yeah. Like any little outfit is going to cost you 800 bucks, you know. Wow. Yeah. When was the first time that you were officially a rubber doll? Was it a, your website? Yes. Or, okay. Yes. So you started the website. Yes. So that was interesting because uh, <laughs> I started realizing that all this stuff was very expensive. I mean, you're talking about $800 an outfit. Yeah. And uh, the internet was a the internet was very new. There wasn't a lot of content with fetish stuff. I was like, well, why don't we open a pay site so yeah. I can start affording these outfits? Uh, so I was one of the first... And this is for sure uh, one of the first, not the first, mm-hmm. but I was one of the first fetish models on the internet. Oh, wow. Yeah. And I was definitely also one of the first. I got a lot of shit for this. I was also one of the first fetish models that was hardcore. Oh, Like okay. doing hardcore videos. Yeah. You know, sucking cock i was one of the first and i got a lot of shit for that because for some reason uh at that time the fetish community you could i didn't know this you couldn't suck cock and be a model at the same time who made these rules i have no idea yeah i started making very good money because you couldn't find that kind of content yeah that's so that my my website started becoming popular rubberdoll.net it started becoming very popular because of that i had club promoters and the fetish community like the club promoters in fetish contacting me emailing mm-hmm. me like hey we want you to do a show and i was like well i don't really do shows yeah the third time that in a month that they were contacting me different venues different promoters we want we want you to do a show i'm like okay well i started thinking I well, this is a money thing that I'm losing money here. I could be making money doing these silly shows. I mean, yeah. let me just come up with a show and just do the same show. Yeah. Came up with a show. And when I did, and I wanted to make it really special. So when I came up with the show, it was a huge success. It, it was pretty big. I mean, did I think about it today, how silly of a show it was. <laughs> I made it happen. I was a nun. My first okay. show, so my oh. first show was me dressed in a full latex nun outfit. I, I I don't believe I even had my breast implants. No, I don't think I had my breast implants. I think I still had my little boobies. <laughs> <laughs> and my first show was me dressed as a nun, all latex, head to toe. And I was able to find online on eBay a real confessional. Oh my gosh. This yeah. confessional was used for like people in the military. So uh, the reason I, the reason it's very specific is because it's a, um, you could take it like it's heavy, but yeah. it's, you could transport it. Yeah. That's it's what I was going to ask you. Real you confessional, yeah. full blown confessional and the doors. And then it has these doors like barn doors yeah. like this, but I made it my own. Like I painted yeah. it black and I put velvet with upside down crosses and then it's a confessional. But then the bar- these barn doors close, you lift it up 
And then all of a sudden you drop it and it's a kneeler at the same time. So you could pray and you could kneel and whatever. But when you lift it up, it's like a transformer, you know, when you lift it up, all of a sudden you could like, it has the little window you know how you see on uh, on the movies, you know, yeah. where it's like the little window where it's like all shady. You know what? I, yeah. What do you call that? Like that kind of window. I know. I know when you're where you can to the kind priest. of see yeah. the other person. Yeah. So I came up with the idea that I would be a nun, and then I had like a schoolgirl on the other side. And that was my first show. Very elaborate. It's nothing I could That's take on on the road. So I was only doing shows, for example in my area, like in Tampa, Orlando, here. Yeah. yeah. And then I had to, when I started getting more popular, I, I got invited my first out of town uh, performance, yeah. like out of Florida was yeah. Jamaica. Really? It was called kink in the Caribbean. And oh that my was God. my, and I had to make up another show. I was like, Oh crap. <laughs> and then I was a nurse, a nurse, like a yeah. full blown nurse, you know? Mm-hmm. And I don't remember. I, I wheeled out like a patient all like a, uh, in gauze you know and i would cut it you know it was more performance art was still performance art but but that was my second show but my first show was this full-blown nun and i still have that confessional to this day okay i want to see that i have so many things i want to see when i come over it's so so elaborate well it's not here it's in a, a storage facility probably one of my favorite pieces and when it was a kneeler Right. When, yeah. when on stage, I would do the transformation, you know, mm-hmm. and this thing, all of a sudden I would close it and I, I would let go of it. It would turn into a kneeler. I would get her, put her over the kneeler and then spank her. This was all on stage. So okay. it was a, when people saw this, they had never seen a show like this before. Yeah. Like, Whoa, wow, where did this thing come from? So it was a success, which is insane because where did I get this? I don't know how you came up with it. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know how I come up with this stuff. I don't know stuff. how you come know. up with it either. But I it really was don't. very good because then, you know, the, the school girl, I would put her over the kneeler and yeah. lift up her skirt and spank her. And then I would put hot wax on her ass. And then I got a paddle and I would slap the wax with, that would get cold, you know, crusty, you know, yeah. like it's cold. And I would slap it off of her. Crazy shit. I was very, very well received then. I don't know about now. I think it still would be. I think it still would be well received. I think I the think only that- thing I would change is that my cock would be like a squirting cock where oh. all the milk would be on your face. Do you remember what your first celebrity crush was? I don't really remember like saying like pinpointing it, but I have a feeling it was the lead singer, Dave Gahan, I think his name is, from Depeche Mode. Okay. Uh, <laughs> hot. He's not as hot anymore, but boy, was he hot. Yeah, yeah. I, I want to say it was him. Really? Okay. Yeah. What about, have you ever, is there any celebrity that you've ever like hooked up with no no i don't remember <laughs> next question <laughs> okay <laughs> i had a feel okay what was your first time performing in a strip club because up until what we were talking- oh okay so that's a whole other thing <laughs> yeah how did it happen your first strip so club? this is really uh very interesting because performing yeah. at a fetish event mm-hmm. is nothing like performing at a at a strip club Okay. Now, here is the tricky part. I had Dave from mm-hmm. A-List. That's our that was our agent. Yes. My agent still. It's uh Dave from A-List. Uh does it have another name yeah. like A-List features? Yeah, just features. A-list features. Okay. Yeah. So he is one w- was your agent is still one of my agents. Mhm. 
he kept approaching me like, hey, come on, I can make you a lot of money. I can make yeah. you a lot of money featuring. And I didn't know who this man was. So I was very yeah. scared. We, he says this story all the time. He's always coming up with this story. And <laughs> I was very afraid to go into a strip club because I yeah. thought I thought I was uh, going to get raped, to be honest. Yeah. yeah. So then what cheerleaders, cheerleaders in Pittsburgh contacts me. They're like, hey, look, we are a strip club, but we're going to do a fetish party. Oh, okay. And uh, I was like, well, okay. You know, if you're telling me that it's not going to be a strip club that night, it's going to be a fetish party. Okay. It was a sold out event, making me and another girl the headliners. Yeah. Okay. Sold out event. Spectacular. It was memorable. That was my first one. Yeah. Then that's when uh, A-List contacts me, Dave. And he's like, oh, yeah. how could you do that? You're <laughs> telling me that you're not going to do a show at a strip club. and you're and, But you went. And yeah. I'm like, yeah, but this was different. He's like, no, it's the same thing. I said, okay, well, why don't you give me my first show you yeah. know, with, with you? Let me book me for one show and let me do it. And then the, my first official booking i believe might have been at the pink pony oh in atlanta in atlanta okay oh they have a good stage for you there that's a good stage for you yeah they it's have like two or three of them yeah. uh and then the first one was i think that location is might have been closed okay. but uh boy that was i had a whole bunch of fetish people come in and see my show the first night was very interesting and then my second night right when i was going to go on stage they lost power. Oh, gosh. So oh, I was wow. only there for two nights, I believe. But one of the nights, uh, they still paid me. Yeah. They lost power. Yeah. Clubs were much better about that back then. If like, I mean, if something like that happened today, they would try to not pay you. You know what I mean? Like if a club I lost agree. power. With the exception of like a Hustler Deja Vu club, they would. But I mean, I and not all, but for the most part, like 80% of the clubs right now, if that happened, they would be like, well, the power went out. We couldn't do it. You know, like, and then. I'm like, how is that my fault? Yeah, exactly. And then they wouldn't pay you. Yeah. Back then was different. <laughs> back then was much different. You yeah. Know back then I mean? was different. Yeah. Right clubs treated people but i think it's just covid affected clubs you know yeah but those are very a lot of first times because yeah, it was my first time yeah. non-official and then it was my first time uh official with an agent at the pink pony and then my first time without an agent but it was kind of fetish it was at cheerleaders in pittsburgh okay what was the who was the first celebrity that ever contacted you not that you did anything with but you know because i know you've performed on stage with you know i was it motley crew or wait who did you who the uh, way that contacted well, you for celebrities or i did a lot of video work for mm -hmm. motley crew and buck cherry okay uh when they went uh on tour what of you how did they find you just your website or yeah, so uh again the my website was really popular yeah. I was one of the first, so there wasn't a lot to choose back then. Now it's yeah. just very saturated, and everyone is yeah. just everything. Oh, and you know how it is. Every mm -hmm. it's there's so much competition. I yeah. didn't really have competition, and then that's how I got lucky. I stood out. The girl that was like the the person scouting uh, for girls to work for, you know, to do these kind of videos, uh, I believe 
was one, I believe, I, I, I could be wrong, I believe was the daughter of one of the Beach Boys or something like oh, that. Oh, okay, yeah. And she was just looking online for a girl, you know, and she, mm-hmm. she saw me and she's like, oh, you would be perfect. And we actually stayed in contact for a very long time. Whenever I needed uh, tickets to go to any of the concerts, she would get me front row. That whole tour that Motley Crue did, that whole tour, Saints of Los Angeles tour, it toured all over the world, all over yeah. the world. Because I also did a four-year tour in Europe. So when I was in Europe, I heard that Motley Crue was going to be like in Germany or something or Switzerland. So I contacted her. I'm like, hey, I'm here and I want to go see them. And she's like, okay, you got it. Front row seats. Wow. And there I was uh, on all the monitors, all of my videos, most of the songs, I would say... I don't know, uh, 90% of the songs was of me in the background. Oh, and wow. people recognized me right away. They were like, oh, my God, you're the girl there um, <laughs> on the monitor. I'm like, yeah, that's me. So that was a big deal. I yeah. think that was probably one of the big things that happened at the beginning. I was very well recognized. Mm-hmm. I was very well recognized all of a sudden all over because they did that. Well, they kept playing. Imagine if they kept playing. And they, they have mm-hmm. sold out concerts. And all of a sudden, like, they see my face, and then they see me. They they could put that together. <laughs> yeah, and then that's how it, it all started. Uh, should we go to the big first, Matt? Let's go to the big the first. The big, big. <laughs> the big, big. <laughs> what was the first time you had sex? <laughs> She's like, I don't want to talk about it. Uh, how old were you? Probably closer to 17. Okay, that's a good age. That's like me Yeah, because remember, all this happened. This whole transition happened between 16 and 17. Yeah. And then when I kissed that guy, I was about oh, okay. 14. Yeah. And that was very traumatic. And it was just nothing like, oh, this feels good. Or there was mm-hmm. nothing good about that situation, <laughs> you know? Yeah. So then, uh, you know, a couple of years later, I, I just meet this. Uh, I was a kid. We we're both kids. Yeah. I mean, he was probably my age, too. You know, we're, mm-hmm. we're I don't think we were looking for anything. I think we liked each other. You know, yeah. I don't think it's love. I don't, I don't yeah. think it was love. Yeah. Um, but yeah. Yeah. And then where were you guys when it happened? Oh, it definitely it was his house. Yeah. His room. I mean, he lived with his parents, his mom. Yeah. And I, uh, probably we, our first kiss was probably there at the club, you know? Yeah. It was an oh, alternative okay. club. Yeah. yeah. And, and everyone was older than us. We're just yeah. 17, 18 years old. And you had to be 18 and over to be in there. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah. And then that was fun times. This, the club was my life, you know, the club yeah. was, and it's weird because to this day, you know, the club is my life. The club is your life. It's true. Yeah. Was this something where you guys had planned it out or did it just kind of no, happen? Yeah. Not at all. Not at all. You know, it might have been in his mind, like a lot, like I want to fuck this girl probably because yeah. that your, your hormones are just like raging at that, at that time. Not really for me. I was kind of like, yeah, whatever. You know, I like this kid. You know, we're both kids. I don't really remember that much. I just remember everything took place in the room because that's the only place that we ever had any privacy. And I don't know how his mother allowed that, to be honest. I have no idea. Uh, (laughs) I don't understand how that (laughs) is possible. That (laughs) How did his mother allow us to be in that room alone at 16, 17? I have no idea. 
Yeah, she probably trusted him, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, that's uh That's her first time. Oh, I love Rubber Doll Matt. She's my, I just I have so much I just seeing you right now. She's like when I had my broken neck after a car accident. Oh I wow, I took care of Mary. She came to visit me. We had almost some fun, every day. And we had fun out at Sephora <laughs> one day. And she helped me because I had when the car accident happened, I was so depressed afterwards. And I didn't like the pain medicine because I didn't I've just never liked painkillers so i was like pretty much drinking around the clock and i just remember you being like if you do not stop drinking you're gonna be like over 200 pounds dead. Well, you gained a lot and of weight was, then yeah yeah you lost it yeah once i once i had stopped drinking it was it, that has happened in my life anytime i get sober within like 30 days of not drinking alcohol i always lose like 10 pounds without changing anything yeah and i think it's i think it's the alcohol calories because Definitely. i'm not like a normal per, a normal people might have two or three drinks so if they quit drinking like you don't drink that much so if you quit drinking it's not drastic me two bottles of wine is 1500 calories if i cut if i cut that out you know what i mean like there that's a lot of calories thank you so much rubber doll for joining us today thank you for I'm, having me yeah you're my you're one of my favorite people in the whole world and likewise I likewise <laughs> and Matt, isn't she great isn't she great I know she's, she's, she's the best. She's great. Well, I can't wait for, you know, I can't wait for everyone to hear this, but uh, thank you. I can't wait. Thank you for having me. Thank you. And I'll see you soon. I'm going to text you and what I want to get together. That sounds like a good idea. I think that that was a really fun episode, Mary. I do too. It was, you know, Robert Dahl is just very fun. She's one of the, she's one of the nicest and funniest people I've ever met and very entertaining. So I want to ask you a question because mm-hmm. there's a part in that episode yeah. where Rubber Doll is listing off all of these groups that I was familiar with. <laughs> yeah. um, the, the Banshees and The Cure mm. and Depeche Mode and the Pet Shop Boys. But you were kind of just like, all right, sure. What what are like some of the bands that you love? I'm curious what, okay. I'm curious what Mary Carey listened well, to. Okay, when I was in high school, I'm like listening to those. I was listening to NSYNC and Britney Spears. Well, I'm um, not even saying that. Like right now, like you're getting in your car. What album do you, what, what are you listening I mean, to? Okay, and people always laugh at me. My favorite band right now is Imagine Dragons. I love I mean, them. there's nothing wrong with that. I love Imagine Dragons. Like that's my thing is Imagine Dragons. I... Yeah, I pretty much love all of their music. I yeah, I'm pretty obsessed with it. I them. guess they don't really make anything you could feature dance to. I guess you know what? I feature dance to be- I feature dance to Believer. Okay. Before, and whatever it takes. And I was going to use the song Natural, but then I don't know. I just kept sticking with Believer once I went back to dancing. Believer, but yeah. I, I can see Believer working. Yeah, okay, yeah. Okay. That's my you song. You convinced too. me. I was like, so I can't like, imagine uh, that. Maybe that's why people are shocked by it. But <laughs> speaking of music, we are still obviously looking for a theme song. So if you are in a band or just a solo, if you can play multi-instruments, record us a theme song for Popping Your Cherry with Mary Carey. You can send all of that information to we know podcasting at gmail.com. And then I'll take all of those and send them to Mary for her to make her choice. And we have a fun little prize <laughs> pack for you if we pick your song. 
And the more you say I'm great in the song, the better chance you have of winning. I'm just yeah, kidding. Yeah, this is I'm one of the few kidding. times where bribery really does help out. <laughs> no. uh, but I think okay. that was another great episode. Yay, thank you. This we'll was be so back much in fun, two Matt. Weeks. See you soon, guys. Oh,